Champion Podcast. This is a podcast all about all kinds of different games that you can play with your family together. My name is Stephen Deuceman. I'm your host, as always. And this week is Board Game Week. And once again, I am joined by my very good friend, Linda Robel, the Mistress of Magnificence, otherwise known as Mom. Linda, how are you? I'm doing well trying to unwind and get into the summer vacation routine which believe it or not can be busier than the school year routine i believe that because i know you have one speed um and that is continuing to you just you're you're a perpetual motion um so um yeah i don't i I am not surprised that you are having trouble slowing down by the time you slow down you'll have like a week left to to get fired up back for school um that's for better right. or for worse. So uh, this week, we're going to be talking about travel games. And the reason for that is the world is slowly starting to open up. People are starting to go places, um, whether they be going in small groups, etc. And so we do get questions every year about, you know, what games you should bring to various places. And so uh, Linda and I have some suggestions. And not only do we have suggestions for games, we also have suggestions for like the thought process on how to decide between these and other games. Because, you know, just is the game good is not quite enough. So um, let's just get right to it. The game in question for Around the Horn is uh, It's a Small World by Disney. Uh, and Funko and uh, Funko Games, um, Mega Mom. I believe that you will find this uh, particularly interesting. Um, so, it's a small world is uh, designed for two to six players. Can be in teams of up to three each, and it's for ages four and up. And this is more or less kind of like a card matching. Um, you know, kind of you're searching for the little kids in the kids slash dolls, depends on what you want, um, in these little scenes. And I'm going to open the box and I'll show you what I mean, because that's one thing I didn't do before. And why describe them when I can get them out? It's nice to be able to do show and tell. Exactly. I can do a little show and tell. I'm making a mess of the box, though, so I have to make sure that I put it back correctly because the general put everything away and I want to make sure I don't make a mess of it. So this is one of the boards. Um, And so each board, I'll show it up to the camera, um, has like, you know, little kids on it. Like, are they kids or dolls in in the canon of the ride? Are they dolls or are they supposed to be kids? I think in the canon, it's supposed to be children. Okay. So let's just say they're kids. So you got these kids from like these different countries. So we got like Ireland... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got some Japan. They represent kids. Okay, so good. We got Japan, and then we flip it on the other side. And we have, like, Sweden and, I think, like, India. Because I think that's, like, an attempt at, like, the Taj Mahal, but there's a tiger, right? And the idea is the board is square and has, like, this path that your boat... Because each team has a boat and you kind of meander through this square board and each. Um, so let's pretend the board is my face. And so the panels kind of come up here. Right. And they make like four triangular rooms. Right. And what you do is you kind of flow th- through these arches and around the board. And when you are in a room on your turn, what you're trying to do is collect these little cards that have pictures of these little kids and also the animals on them. And when you're in a room, 
you can discard into your score pile any cards that you have in your possession that match the room that you're in. Now that by itself, kind of cool. But one of the things you can do is you will collect cards that let you turn these double-sided rooms. So you might turn this one. And that fundamentally changes what's in this room because it's two completely different countries. So you kind of got to keep track of, you know, you might have like, the, we had our a little, you know, our little list, like moving around to other sides of the table to see if there was an advantage to saving a spin card, because maybe next turn we could spin it, uh, you know, when we were on the other side of the table or something like that. Um, so there's a light, light strategy, but most of it is you're in a room, you've got four countries to look at. Here's the stuff in your little envelope, discard the cards. And there's a timing element because you have this cool little tower that, um, you know, it starts in the morning and every time you draw an hourglass, you turn it. And eventually it is uh, nighttime. And when it's nighttime, everybody has to go to bed and the game is over. And whoever has the most cards in their score pile wins. Cute. <coughs> this is... Very cute. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. Goodness gracious. So it is super adorable. This is Funko and Disney working together. Um, it is commercially available right now. So they sent this to us little while prior to E3, um, but we obviously couldn't, we had no time to really talk about it or deal with it or anything like that. Um, but this is, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very cute. And I think for families who have younger kids, this is, a, a, this. It, what I like about it is it's a little, it's a game for younger children, but it's also like, it, it's a big box and it feels like a quote unquote real game. You know what I mean? Like some games that are designed for younger kids look like they're designed for younger kids. And I think there are some kids that might really get some pride out of being able to get one of those big boxes off the shelf. And um, also the, the it, it, just the art, it's hard to see because of my lighting because it's all reflective. This is all like gold and sparkly. Um, Actually, the angle you're at right now, view of it, the angle you've got it, it's really, really easy to see right now. Yeah. There you go. So, so I'm going to try not really to move. Art. Yeah, it's adorable. And the color, it looks kind of gray, but it's like this really pale blue. Um, yeah, I really dug it. When this came in, um, this was unsolicited, but clearly they knew who they were sending this to uh, because we're, you know, family gaming focused. Um, this is, this was one of the most pleasant surprises of the year so far. Uh, we really dug it. Our daughter really dug it. And I think this would also fit in for, you know, a lot of younger kids. And realistically, it's, I know it says four and up, but any kid that can identify shapes and colors um, and won't mangle the little cards because they are kind of small um, would be able to play this, especially since you're in teams. Partner up with somebody bigger and you're good. So that is our Around the Horn entry. It's a Small World by Funko and Disney, which is just such a wild partnership. It's true. Um, Funko does I mean, get know, big names. Yeah, I mean, I know that we knew that they partnered with Disney because they did the Haunted Mansion and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but still, this is I never realized anyone was going to try and make a game out of this a Small World. So um, that is, I, I would love to have been in the product development meeting where they decided that's what they wanted to do. Because um, that sounds just wild. Um, it's true. 
so all right let's get to our topic so the topic of the week is travel games and so before we just go listing off games that we have played, that we have heard of, that we know would be perfect for this, you had a really good idea to talk about less the what, but the why, um, as far as deciding. Right. And, um, you know, you gave right, me a list. families are so different. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I think vacations are different, I think is the other key, is sure. that... You know, there are some situations where bringing a stack of board games will be more appropriate than others. So, um, so the first thing we talked about is packing space, um, and like you know, considering uh, you know portability of the games, etc. What did, what do you consider on that one? Like, what's going so on? So I here? think it, my first thing was, how are you getting there? Are you taking a plane? Are you driving? Are you doing some other kind of transportation that you have limited space to bring things? When we travel, most of the time we're driving. We tend to go on vacations that are a drivable distance. So we have our big minivan. We can bring a humongous bag of games because we have the space. If we were flying somewhere, however, the space would go from a giant bag to probably like a handful of games that would fit in a backpack like a small sure. space in a backpack. So the the first thing is really, what kind of space do you have available to even use? If you're taking a plane, you want the like teeny tiny games because you mm-hmm. really don't have a lot of space for something like that. But if you're taking sure. a car, if you can throw it in your trunk, if you have a bigger vehicle, maybe you're gonna bring a larger bag. Um, so when we go, I've tended, to, I've posted some pictures of our, vacation games I pack and I'll bring 20 games just because you've got the space because you got that big old minivan we have the mommy van we can load it up we have our car topper like we have space which is really nice um so we have that luxury but I'm not going to pack the same games if I'm flying I just agreed agreed and I mean it's been a while since I have flown but man every square inch is Mm -hmm spoken for and every square inch is really a battle between necessities especially if you have to bring you know like you know i have to bring a cpap machine everywhere i go and that that fights with a lot of other space um you know and a lot of other stuff so yeah i i completely agree with you um you know this is it's definitely something to consider i think you know as we you know go into our suggestions and recommendations that certainly comes into play i also think when we talk about portability there are some games that are just you know like a game that's in a small metal tin that can take a beating Absolutely. um is going to be a better you know putting especially like if you're putting it in a bag that has to get checked or something like that a game that's like in a tin that can take a, a beating um is probably going to be better than um you know then you know a small game that you know is in an easily crushed bag although now that i think about it i think if you put sushi go in a bookcase in a book in a bet in a not a bookcase a piece of luggage that and might it got checked things because it's metal. they would a hundred percent think that was a, a cuba c4 fun fact the oh, first dear. year i went to e3 um Jesse, my business mm-hmm. partner, got all of us these cubes of business cards that were fresh. He gave them to us like on the way to the airport, like fresh cubes. And we, we the first day we got stopped 
in security and it took a long time for us to get through. And it was because, um, and they told us on the way out because I'm, I'm sure they thought it was funny. Um, mm -hmm. but they were like, yeah, man, you gotta be careful with the boxes of, um, business cards. You should probably open them up and put them in a bag. Um, because since they're a specific kind of, th it was basically because of like the thickness and the specific shape, okay. it looked like a brick specifically of C4. And I was like, oh yeah, no, no, no. Those are nerd business cards. And they're like, yeah, we know. Cause we opened it. Right. We have to and check because like, it looked like it could have been trouble. Right. Oh, absolutely. And listen, I ain't even mad. No, <laughs> I mean, they did their up, job. Thank do. you. Um, exactly. Um, and Mega Mom saying like they'll open up the bag for if it's checked. Absolutely. Right. They would. So, I mean, I guess if you don't care, you don't care. But um, right. that was a interesting you know, thing that I learned on my trip to E3. So I think, you know, after we've taken into account what kind of space we have. I think the other piece is we got to think about who's going to be there. Right. Absolutely. So, if you've got a bunch of two-year-olds, if it's a trip with like the little littles, you're not going to be bringing anything heavier. It's going, yeah. going to be the really basic ones or maybe yeah. have grandma that's going to be there or your auntie that likes, you know, basic card games. Yeah. You know, you don't bring Twilight Imperium second edition no. unless you are there with people who really want to play Twilight Imperium second edition. Exactly. If you're getting together with the nerds and you want to spend six hours playing something, you're going to bring the one crunchy game of doom that you're going to play. That's perfect. Then bring that one monstrous game and that's what you're going to do. But for yeah. the most part, that's not what you're doing on vacation unless it's a nerd vacation. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, you say that like you say that in a disparaging way, but like <laughs> if we decided that we were going to go somewhere and just play board games for a weekend, you would be in. I'd be in, but I would not necessarily be playing Twilight Imperium. <laughs> yeah, no, Twilight Imperium, not for you. Twilight <laughs> Imperium, not, not for you. That is, um, that is, I mean, I want to, it's on my bucket list of games to play. Um, and I know your husband has said that he would play if I had it. Uh, but that's okay. a, like, all y'all are having your, your ladies' evenings and we're building up our credits. So eventually, we'll get a Saturday to play Twilight Imperium. Eventually. Um, we're just going to, we're just, we're just holding our time. That's fine. Letting, earning, our, earning our credits um, so that we can be <laughs> space nerds for a day. But I think I agree with you 100%. You know, it's, you have to consider who's going to be there. And some of it's age and experience. But I think the other piece is like... You know, if you're seeing somebody who doesn't play board games often, but really likes a specific thing that you have, there's something to be said about like kind of putting that towards the top of the pile because, oh, for sure. you know, like my mom loves Saikatsu, loves it. We talked about this before. Um, mm -hmm. And um, and Mega Mom's just saying no need to build credit. I we're it's it's mainly a joke, like ninety percent a joke. Um, but but thank you, Mega Mom. I appreciate your support. And uh, yeah, anyway, it was a joke. But like my mom loves Saikatsu. So if we bring a giant stack of games and don't bring Saikatsu in this pile, she would be like, you know, what the heck, man? Like right. when we go to when we go to Sea Spray at, mm -hmm. in November, I mean, you've seen the hall. If, if Saikatsu is not in that picture, something went wrong. And it might be because I forgot it or I once, you know, at, this past year, I loaned it to someone and forgot that I did. And so that was a mess. But um, 
you know, like we we bring it or ticket to ride, right? Like you just bring something that you if there's something that they you know they're gonna like, you're gonna want to take that into account. But also, like if there's if you're on going on vacation, treat yourself, man. Like if there's games that you guys really want to bring to the table, I think you should consider yourself also. Um, because you know, board games are meant to be fun, they are not work, right? And so you gotta make sure you bring something Sometimes. you enjoy. That's what I yeah. I mean, for us, we kind of bend that. Um it's true. The next thing is something that I think so few people, myself included, actually consider, and that's the time and energy commitment. Like, I have seen people bring like a dozen board games on like a Disney vacation, and it's like, unless your plan was to have like a day to not go into the park and just enjoy your food and play board games in the hotel, what are you doing, bro? Exactly. We didn't even use the pool when we went... Six years ago, we used the pool the first night we got there, and we were so exhausted. Every night, we went straight to our rooms and went to bed. Like, there was no hanging out and enjoying the amenities. We were exhausted. Exactly. and But there are some vacations that are, you know, you're going to a cabin or right. you're going to, you know, whatever. Then It's different. So... If, if for a, for you know kind of like your Disney thing, it'd be way different if you brought a tube with LCR or a couple decks of playing cards just right. in case something crazy happened. You know, all right, maybe we'll bring Sushi Go or Story Cubes or something. You would pack the tiny things you could stick in your pocketbook, stick in a pocket. You love letter that you could, big. yeah, like yep. love letter you could put in your back pocket, play yep. it while you were waiting in line. I could kind of buy exactly. that one. You know, but those um, are the fillers to when you're waiting for something, waiting for the airplane, those kind of things. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I see so few people take that into consideration, like and the energy level, like, man, like I, we all have high hopes, like, oh, we're going to be we able do. to do everything and we're going to be able to exist on like four hours of sleep a night. But the reality is. I know <laughs> that if I were at an amusement park or if I were at something where I was walking around all day, um, I am going to be in bed within like 20 minutes of getting in there. Or right. at the very least, I'm going to be like in the shower or like doing something where I'm not going to be able to, you know, although I am super extroverted. So like I may try and go find a place, but I think, I, you know, who knows, but I'm broken. <laughs> You're the exception. I mean, we were, John and I were talking about this when I was prepping for um, our session today. And we, he was reminding me, we usually go to the Cape for vacation. We're sitting with our, you know, ourselves on the beach, reading, playing in the sand, walking around, swimming, nothing really high stress. But we're tired by the end of the day. By the time we get back, make dinner, mm -hmm. there's not a lot of energy for anything heavy. We'll play games, but they better be something that we can learn in two minutes and that is not a big mental commitment. We don't have the mental bandwidth for anything heavy. They need to be light and kind of filler games. Yeah, kind of moving moving along to the kind of the last point, because um, I think you just mentioned, right, like learning it, like right. the idea of like a familiar game versus a new game, you know, we we you and i have the problem problem problem, right. problem of having lots of new games that come in because either mm -hmm. we can't help ourselves and there's a good sale and we go to target and and buy stuff or True. we you know get they they send them to us so like we mm -hmm. have to learn new games all the time but there are certain circumstances where learning a new game is just a bad idea 
It's true. <laughs> um, you know, especially if you're going to be too like I, there are certain head spaces where I just can't learn a new game. There's just no way I can do it. Um, and another and, part of that is also your internet connection. We yeah. went up to Vermont this winter. Actually, I think that was April. It snowed, so it felt like the middle of winter. It was April. Yep. And I had brought uh, Marvel Villainous to try to learn. Mm-hmm. There wasn't good internet. I couldn't do a how-to-play video. And that's a crunchier game. It so is. another piece of it is, will you have the time, space, and mental capacity for a heavier game? Are you better just bringing the old familiars that you've played 500 times, but you still enjoy? So you can just jump into the game without much of a curve. Uh, the EFG E3 expansion team captain, John Robel in the chat, confirming it that it was April. April. <laughs> um, Sorry, 17 inches of snow threw me off. Yeah, I mean, listen, 17 inches of snow <laughs> will throw anybody off. Um, so, and the, kind of the last, like one last thing is talking about table space. And I think this makes perfect sense, right? Like not every, if you're going to like a hotel room or if you're staying in a camper, you're probably not going to have a big, you're, you're all of you are going to be sharing a small table space. So getting big right. games that require you to spread out like crazy, you know, you're probably not playing Twilight Imperium in a little, on a little hotel room table. So, and if you um, do, we want pictures, please. If you do, yeah, absolutely. I love pictures. <laughs> um, I think that would be great. But, you know, all these things are things to consider. These little pointers to just run through your mind while you're bringing that list of what to pack. Um, but don't worry, we're not, it's not all theory here. We're going to put the rubber to the road and really give some actual suggestions. Um, and we'll just kind of go back and forth a little bit. This, I want to start with the mind. Because I think it is a perfect small box card game that is incredibly easy to teach um, because it'll, you know, it's like three sentences and you know how to play the game. Um, And it can be played over and over and over again uh, with mixed company and mixed skill levels. And it is fine because literally it's just a bunch of cards with numbers on them the idea with the mind is you are playing you play without communicating so also it's really good if, you, if just nobody wants to talk because the idea is you're not supposed <laughs> to talk about it and what you are supposed to do is play cards in ascending order meaning you are going to play start with a low card and then everybody around the table is just going to be discarding cards onto the table um trying to be um, you know, d- just trying to get higher. The idea is you can't skip numbers. So let's say it starts with a five and I have a 13 in my hand and Linda has a nine. If Linda puts down the nine and then I put the 13 down, perfect, right? But if if I don't put anything down and wait, I had the 13, you had the nine. So if we do it backwards, right? Like if I put down the 13 and you had the nine there, then we lose a life because we didn't put them down in the correct order. So the idea behind the mind is as you progress, you're supposed to kind of like connect like with, it's it's like an empathy check because you can't talk or charade or use symbols. So what you're doing is kind of reading the hesitation in other players and you know you're kind of like sharing one mind to play um it is hard 
at first, but as you kind of learn to go through, it gets a lot easier. And there are there are um, different levels where, like in the beginning, everybody starts with two cards. Okay. And then you have three, and then you have five, and then in the, in the like the last level, it's like this really big number of cards. And um, so it's all this game is also like nine dollars, so it's super nice. cheap. So like if you forget it or it gets destroyed or you just give it away while you're on vacation because you don't want to be bothered, like it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that should be so a, that, that is, should be a tip too. Don't bring anything really valuable or rare because stuff happens. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I would never bring a game to a hotel that I wasn't cool leaving there in a drawer for the next guest. Um, so that's The Mind. It is from, um, you know, it's been published by a whole bunch of different people, but it was a Spiel des Jahres winner. Um, and it is, uh, came out in 2018. Um, yeah, it's playing your cards in ascending order without communicating. And this is a well-loved game. Um I, we have it and I've played it a handful of times and it is very hard, uh, but it is, it's really cool. It's really sounds cool neat. when it works. I haven't played that one yet, yeah. but it sounds really neat. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll have to we'll play put that on the at, list. Maybe we'll play. Yeah. We'll put, we'll put that on the list for when we finally get a game day. For sure. Um, so what's one of your recommendations? Linda? So this is one we actually brought to Cape Cod two years ago, the last time we were able to go up there and it's, this game goes to 11 by game, right? Uh, the box mm -hmm. is a little bit bigger. It's not necessarily one I'd recommend for bringing on an airplane, but for carbs, it's not a huge box. It's kind of a medium size, a little bit bigger than the box the mind comes in. Um, but the nice thing is you're literally trying to discard cards and get the pile of cards to equal the number 11. And that's it. Like the rules are super simple. The only special cards are the Quiet Librarian Zero card and the Rockstar 11 card that brings it immediately to 11. And that's it. It's super simple rules. Um, there's a couple. If you go over and bust, you get the pile. You're trying to have the least amount of, card, of number at the end, but nothing crazy. We brought it up there. We actually learned it when we were on vacation. This was one that it was so simple. Um, in our after beach chilling time at the house, we were able to learn it and just, we played it, I think three or four times in one night. Cause once we learned it, it was fun. We just kept playing. So it's one of those games that it finishes quick, resets in a couple minutes and you can play again. Yeah. I, we played this at toy fair or at least I did. I think we both did. I think, right? yeah, did the, we both see yep, it at we toy both fair? Saw it at toy fair. Or, Yep. So this is one of those like I instantly knew this was going to be one of your games like that you were going to like it because it's because it's exactly you love, you know, the simple number games. Um, you love push your luck stuff. So I knew this was going to be a favorite. My only issue with this is, man, this could have just been in a little tuck box mm -hmm. and didn't need to be in a big box. I, I mean, with that, you know, with that said, you could just buy a deck box for Matt, you know, a magic, the gathering deck box online for three bucks and just transplant it. I mean, realistically you could throw this in a plastic bag. It's a deck yeah. of cards and it's got a little uh, guitar pick, which you don't even need unless you play a certain variant where you're using that for who gets the, the cards. If the pile goes over, I mean, it, if yeah. you don't want to spend any more dollars, you could just get a, a sandwich bag. It's not an expensive Absolutely. game. If the cards get dinged. Yeah, absolutely. This is one of those. Um, we just have Magic the Gathering deck boxes on the brain here. I know you That's guys fair. don't have like a, <laughs> you guys don't have like a collection of them. No. But I think it was, I don't know, I think it was like four or five years ago. Um, I bought like a box of them. A so box I was like, we're just going to use them. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh wow. It ain't. I'm not even joking. I, I know you're they not. Were, there was like. There was like, it wasn't a prime day deal, but it was another thing where there was a sale and I got like 12 deck boxes for like $7 oh or something. Boy. And I was like, like I do. can't really, yeah, I couldn't turn that one away, especially because we play magic, we, you know, whatever. So, um, so, all right, I can, I absolutely get down to this game goes to 11. Um, the next thing, and we've mentioned it a bunch of times already, so I'm just going to say it is Sushi Go. Sushi Go is our go-to game for almost literally everything. Um, it's like a $10 game that's perfect for, you know, plays up to five players. Uh, it is playable by ages eight and up, but let's be honest, it can even go a little bit younger. Um, it plays fast. It is a drafting thing, but really one hand and people know how to do it. Right. Deal out the cards. Just say, pick one, pick pass the pass. pile to your left yep. and do it again. And literally by the second time you do that. It's true. Everybody knows exactly how to do it. It's so great. Um, I specifically for travel recommend the original edition as opposed to Sushi Go Party. Sushi Go Party is cool, but it's just got more pieces to it. It's a bigger box. Sushi Go, like the, the OG Sushi Go, if I may be so bold as to refer to it as that, um, is cheaper and smaller and just as fun. I could play Sushi Go every day. And that one typically comes in the metal tin. It does come in a metal tin, but at the end of the day, it's just a bunch of cards. Right. With maybe, I think there's some tokens, but nothing crazy. You could put this one in a bag too if you were really desperate for space. Mm -hmm. um, but it comes in a little tin that you could easily throw in a backpack or a purse with no problem. Right. What else you got? I got one that literally goes in my purse and travels with us to Maine. And we play this at the restaurants when we're waiting for food. And that is Cinco okay. Linco, also known as OK Play by, um, oh goodness, I think it's Big Potato Games. Um, okay. They are, they're out of Britain. It is fantastic. It is just a basic tile laying game for up to four players. There are four different tiles on a base that has a carabiner clip and I literally will throw it in my purse and we'll sit because it's just plastic tiles. It's perfect for waiting at a restaurant because even if you spill your drink on it, they just wipe off. You're not going to ruin anything. Um, and we've played this on so many tables when we're on vacation waiting in between ordering and getting our food. It's a perfect little filler game. Takes just a little bit to play. Usually we're done before dinner comes. Um, and it's just a good little filler. It doesn't take a huge table space, um, which makes it perfect for restaurants. So that's one we almost always have with us on vacation. Sure. So in a similar vein, another one speaking of games that, you know, come in a little bag and can be played anywhere. I think Love Letter needs mm -hmm. to be included in this equation. For sure. um, Love Letter of whatever variety you might like. There's a Batman one, mm -hmm. there's Lord of the Rings one, whatever. But Love Letter is a game that is 16 cards. Mm -hmm. And it is 16 cards. And the idea is you deal out two to everybody and you literally just discard and draw. And, by, and, and the idea is you want to have the highest number in your hand. Um, and other people are going to be trying to, sh you know, do shenanigans to try and stop that. Um, you're going to play a bunch of hands. Hands go really fast. In fact, it's entirely possible for hands to be one card, mm -hmm. you know, because, of, you know, depending on what gets dealt out. Um, it is so cool to see it all play out. And again, it is very easy to teach because you're 
playing a card from your, out of your two and then drawing back up to two and then waiting for the other people. Um, it, it, it is really great. And it's, you know, again, like 12 bucks or less, it comes in a little felt bag uh, and it is, so you can easily put it in your purse, your back pocket, whatever you got to do. Uh, and it is, it could go anywhere and everywhere because it takes up negligible space. Absolutely. So I've actually got a trio for my next one. There's sure. three different Let's twist your luck dice games that I wanted to throw out there because they're basically the same concept. It's just slightly different flavors of rules. Um, all of them are just basically it's dice and maybe a pad of paper to keep score. So you've got Cosmic Wimp Out, which is an old game that's been out for decades at this point. Just a couple different specialty die. Zombie Dice and mm -hmm. Farkle. So those are three... Okay. Again, takes almost no space. If you just keep a little notepad, you probably could even score keep it on your phone if you don't want to add one more thing with a paper and pencil. Um, but those are great. You know, they take a very little space. The hardest thing is keeping the dice from flying askew and flying away. Yep. But those, I'm going to kind of group them together because they're basically the same premise. But those push your luck dice games are such a great travel game for like the end of the night they don't take up a lot of mental space um mm -hmm. they're quick and easy so those are a nice little trio of you know three different games depending on the flavor you want sure absolutely and i mean who doesn't like who doesn't like a simple dice game? oh yeah for sure who does not like a simple guys dice game um I've got another suggestion, mm -hmm. um, and I actually, you know, I kind of wanted to pick the uh, the family gamers' brains on this one uh, because they are in a similar genre as us, right? Mm -hmm. Like they talk about games specifically for families, um, and they actually said uh, not only did they agree with you on a fair number of your uh, suggestions, uh, but one of them uh, was Rory's Story Cubes, oh, yes. which I think is a really good addition. Rory's Story Cubes is a storytelling game where you are uh, you know, rolling dice and they basically give you story prompts. They also give you art prompts if you have a artistically minded kid that just needs to be kept busy in a car or a plane. Um, but it is meant to just be a not a cooperative, interesting storytelling game. And it's told using a series of dice that you could put in a bag. It usually comes in its own little box or, you know, tube, um, but you can do whatever you gotta do with it. Um, it, that was one of their suggestions directly from a podcast they recorded, and I uh, absolutely agree. I think it, it, it when we talk about games that are super small, um, this is as small as you want it to be. It's three dice, and you have the infinite game. It's true, and that's the one you can keep your kids busy on the plane, have them roll it into a hat or something to keep it contained, and you can just have this little storytelling going on you know keeping them occupied yeah absolutely um so what else do you have so i've got a few more um so i have to say this one because it's not i would not be me unless i mentioned sky joe because yeah. it is it is just a specialty deck the box is a little elongated but it's small and it it's so i have to laugh I don't have a copy of it right now. I gave it to my sister-in-law for her house up in Vermont because it was so popular. They loved it. They're like, we need to get it. I'm like, just here, take mine. <laughs> yeah, you can have this one. Have this uh, one. I, listen, I approve of that. 
I so. knew uh, as soon as you started talking about this game, I was like, all right, this is your signature game. It is. <laughs> um, we should get them to send you a gross of them so you can just hand them out because they're like your signature. You know, um, I laugh. It just checks so many boxes. Yeah, absolutely. And this is one um, that doesn't take a lot of mental capacity either. You can play it at the end of the night. You're not fried. Absolutely. Um, so the last one from me. Okay. Is um, it's it's a game called Hive, mm-hmm. which is it's a two-player only game, which does make it a bit of a challenge. However, there are plenty of circumstances where you might have two people that just need to be occupied. Hive is a it's kind of like an abstract strategy game, sort of. The idea is um, the reason I like this is there's a pocket version uh, where it comes in a little bag as opposed to a box. And the idea is you have a set of tiles with various bugs on them and you are trying to capture your opponent's queen. And so the idea is you are playing. Yeah, of course. And Mega Mom said you could do two teams instead of two people. Absolutely. and so the idea is there's no board. So it's kind of like Quirkle in that you're kind of just putting t- putting tiles wherever, you know, on whatever flat surface you can. And all of the pieces are hex based. So the idea is you are putting them down and kind of surrounding, trying to surround your opponent's queen. And if you do, then you win. Um, but then they can play cart, you know, play tiles that make you move other stuff. It is, it looks really cool once all the pieces come down on the board. Sounds um, the, really cool. Also, the tiles are super satisfying. Are they nice and like, like chunky? These, like, there's these chunky, you know, hexagons. So honestly, they're a cool fidget, even without playing the game. You know, make little patterns or you know do whatever you want. Um, there is a reason I do not have a have this on my desk because I would definitely, while we were recording, be building a tower and it would knock over and make noise and. So, but Hive, it's a two-player game. I, I specifically recommend the Pocket Edition that comes in a little bag and, you know, is better. It's, well, I mean, it's designed for travel, um, but, and the pieces are a little smaller and a little taller. So instead of, you know, being like chips, they're like kind of chunky cube type things. Um, but it is absolutely, it's in, relatively inexpensive. It's like 20 some odd bucks. You can get it at Target now. So if you needed to grab it like quickly on the way out, that's one of the things that I like about Target carrying so many games is you can just literally run in there and grab something and leave. Um, speaking of Target, I was there the other day. Did you know, like I completely forgot they made a family edition of Cards Against Humanity. I saw that they. I saw that there was a family version. It kind of That's makes what me I wonder. <laughs> yeah. I like. I mean, I yeah. wonder if it's like not parent approved, where it's just like the light potty humor. Like they just I took mean, away the definite, high offense. <laughs> without looking at it, I am certain that it's fart jokes. Well, it's got to be nonstop. They have the. There's a different company that did um, not parent approved. It's basically a kids version of that and it's all potty humor you know so it's kid friendly but it's just prolific potty humor, you know yeah i mean i feel like i feel like i feel like search engine optimization tells us that we need to review it but like the other part of me is just like boo you know Um, what i don't know we'll We'll have to talk about that because i see i see pros and cons to doing that so yeah i mean well yeah it's just i mean you are the managing editor of board games so um but it was so wild like i saw it and i was like are you kidding now right next to it however 
I did see a Taco Bell card game. Now, I did not get it because my oldest son would not allow me. He was very insistent that I not get the Taco Bell card game, (laughs) Um, which was a little upsetting. I was like, but why can't I have a Taco Bell card game? It's stupid. That's why. That's why, because it's stupid. But isn't that the reason Uh, to get it? I mean... Isn't yes, that that's, that was my that was my entire argument is because it's stupid. The real reason I didn't override him was that every box on the shelf was mangled. That's a good reason to leave it in the store. I was like, you know what, we'll we'll mess around with this later. Like, I'm not like I'm okay with like a little like if a corner is dinged, right? right. Like, I don't. I'm not worried about that. But the box. Like, so like, say this is the box of the Taco Bell card game and it's designed like one of the, like the party packs, only right. it's tall and thin as opposed to the handle being like this. It's like the handle up here. Okay. Um, And they were all squished in on this side. Like oh, somebody no. had dropped a pallet on it and they put them on the shelf anyway. And I was like, you know what? Nope. Um, If I'm going to have this, I'm at the very least going to get a good Instagram picture out of it because it's stupid. So uh, you're not we're buying not the mango box. Nope. Yeah, I mean it was well. Also, it was twenty dollars. Like if it was like ten, I'd be like, all right, whatever. It's the mango box. We we'll put it in a deck box. It's not a big deal. But for twenty dollars, I feel like I want at least to come home with a box with that a nice fits, box. that is right. functional. You know. Um. But it's. But it is Taco Bell, the card game. I'm sure we will talk about that at some point by the end of the summer. Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm only going to be able to hold myself off for so long, Linda. It's true. That's okay. Keep an eye you out know, for the next Target sale. You know that I have a weakness. You know I have a weakness. Of course. Um, all right. So one more, Linda. One more. Unless you okay. have a couple more. One I, more big one. I could keep going, but we can just do one more. Um, so I'm going to suggest Bloom, the roll and write from i think it's game right that's a good one is that yeah Mm -hmm. um i'm getting a nod from the other side of the room yes it is game right that is where you're making um collecting picking flowers from your garden and so it's a really simple roll and write again nothing that's too thinky there's a little bit of thinky with strategy but it's really light you're you know it's flowers very pretty to look at considering it's a roll and write i mean not nearly as pretty as saikatsu but you know for roll and write you know you've got your little garden you're building so that's one that we've we've taken and again it's a small box it's probably just a teeny bit smaller than the sushi go box i think so it's at, at the very least it's shorter like it might be the same thickness but it is definitely a little shorter. shorter. It's a flip top And it's top got the box. little magnet. Yeah, it's yep. the there it's the it's the game right flip top box. Right. Right. Like every time we go to Toy Fair, we talk to Nora and she's like, Yep, it's this one, it's one of those games with the box. And with we the know because they yep. put one of those out every year. Um absolutely agree. When we played that one round of, of Bloom, that mm-hmm. first game, I was like, Nope, this is good. I the, the way you were the, when we walked away from that appointment, you were like, Oh, this is this is my jam. And I was like, yep. okay. I mean, to be fair, folks, she didn't say it was her jam. Linda doesn't speak like that. But she said it like the universal <laughs> translator from Linda to me. It translated <laughs> roughly to this is my jam. Um, she said something very like appropriate and teacherly. Um, I never do that. Is, I don't know what you're talking it, about. It's in the middle of the school year. So like you didn't have time to like turn into a different person. Um, but Toy Fair is always a weird switch for you. Yeah. Um, because you you know you're basically I'm going there with a first grade teacher and it's fine because we're surrounded by toys 
So it it's works. True. And the, the, they love that I put on the teacher mode. Oh, you know, when I say I'm a primary teacher, they actually like, oh, they love it. light up. They, they absolutely love, love it. They absolutely do. Uh, well, mostly because they're busy. Most of the time they're busy talking to um, buyers who don't right. have any real formal training. They just think, oh, is that cool? Right. Um, Will that sell? Yeah, exactly. Will it sell? Um, so, yeah, that's, we gave, I think we just gave a lot of advice. Linda, I'm going to do a bonus on, one. I got one more. Oh, bonus one. I'm ready this for a bonus. bonus one. Here's the bonus. A deck of cards. A standard deck. Because you've got, Listen, what was didn't... the game? What was the game that you had made, written up your family game? Oh, I mean, frustration. Frustration. How I forget frustration? Um, literally, you need two decks of cards for that. That's fair. You do need two. That's so fair. you need two for frustration, but... But you've got that. How There's I, so many I, card games out there. We, my yep. family does set. And everybody knows one. Right. You know, even if you just no, play you're four. Right. Yeah, exactly. There's so many versions. You could just take a deck or two. And even then it's this much space. Yep. That could even be on Absolutely. a plane. You know. I heavily encourage people that happen to have two decks of cards to uh, give frustration a, uh, an attempt. Um, because I, OMG, love that game. Um and I, I mean, I know some people are like, it's just phase 10. And I'm like, you know what? It's not okay. Because it's got a different name and that's it. That's all it is. It's just and got a different name. You don't and need it's the special made, deck. And it's, lo it's made with love by me and my family. <laughs> um, and so that is, uh, you're right. How could we make a, a recommendation for a bunch of travel games and not talk about something as simple as a basic deck of cards? So, um, Linda, we did it. We did it. Yay. We made it through one more episode of the Engage Family Gaming Podcast. Everybody, uh, as I said last week, we are, you know, making some format changes. The audio podcast is going to be essentially the raw audio from our Twitch stream and uh, with music at the front and the end. I am... I have elected, I've made the management decision to save myself the two or plus, the two plus hours of uh, <laughs> editing the podcast because come this fall, for reasons which I will discuss later, I will have not enough time to edit many podcasts. So uh, I am cutting down my labor. So everybody, uh, thank you so much for popping in listening to the show today uh thank you mega mom thank you uh i'm b78 for popping in for uh the tail end of our show this was uh i think this was a, this was chock full of cool advice uh, you know clearly your travel expertise was necessary uh <laughs> linda and i appreciate that um we're gonna be back next week with video game week it's gonna be myself and amanda um, we are probably still going to be dealing with uh, Fallout from E3, all sorts of stuff still being announced. Um, there's some games that we're playing. I've been playing Ratchet and Clank, which, by the way, Linda, I think even you might like. Um, believe <laughs> Is that it or gonna not, going to be the game I play. You have no, the goal probably of not. giving me a game to play. Um, uh, probably, I'm good. I'm I'm picking my shots, but I think you, at the very least, I think you would like watching it. But we'll talk okay. all about that next week with Amanda. Um, everybody, thank you so much for coming. And oh, you got Mario Golf. I did not. Um, and we're probably going to talk about that on the on maybe the EFG show. I don't know. Um, so I will be back on Thursday for another episode of the EFG show live at 9 p.m. ish Eastern Standard Time with Jeff Walker from the Frozen North. Talk about all of the relevant family video game news from this week. Um, yeah. So everybody, uh, everybody, uh, 
I'm totally blanking on what I'm supposed to say, but I know what I'm supposed to say is y'all have a great night. And until next time, don't forget to get your family game off. Bye. Bye.